Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I completely agree with you, Eddie, and the more time Tom Lit will spend in his hotel room for the be better. Best for everybody. Yeah, I think it'll be best for everyone. He's over there. I've got a lot of time for Tom Little. He's been waiting a long time. Big, big opportunity for him against Majidov. You know, Majidov, outstanding amateur, but... Only had one pro fight and got actually got floored in that fight as well. So we'll see. He talks a great game, doesn't he, Tom? But he, he always has a go, and I think he, I think he can fight, and it'd be interesting. On a serious note, though, about Saudi Arabia, I've got to say I gave you a little bit of stick when it was kind of first announced, and I think there was a, a lot of surprise around the fact this huge rematch was going to Saudi Arabia. We've got here. The service, the sort of the, the hotels, the food is just unbelievable. Designer outlets everywhere. Like, you, you did say it's like Dubai. It, it is like Dubai. Yeah. No country is perfect, but it is amazing out here. Yeah, it's not. Listen, it's got a long way to go to get to um, Dubai in terms of the way the country has changed. But you have to. You can't just sit on Twitter and give your opinion of a country. You know, you have to come out here and experience it. And um, you know, it's not just about things that you said like food and designer malls but it's about the hospitality it's about the logistics and like you know you was at that media event last night the way it was put on in the restaurants all that kind of stuff I can't go too deep into a country and its laws and its politics and what do I know I know as much as you well actually no it's a lot I know a lot more than you but you, you know what I'm saying so like diddly squat I got, a, I got a question last night from media you know about it what do you think about this country? I said, listen, mate, I'm a sports promoter. And better than that, I'm a boxing promoter. So my job is to provide opportunities for my fighters. I lay them out, and whatever one they want to go with with their team, I'm on board with as well. I don't have the right, and I shouldn't have the right, to tell a fighter where and where they can fight. You know, I've seen some stuff, I think it's Lou DiBella said, you know, I, I, I would have serious considerations about promoting in Saudi Arabia. It's like, come on, mate, pull the other one. You know what I mean? You... you <laughs> You, I won't say what I was going to say because I like Lou now. But like, everybody is trying to get a fight out here. Do you understand? People are flying in all the time. People are flying to the fight. Fighters and managers, advisors to try and get fights for their guys here. Just so happens that I was the one that delivered. I was the one that pulled it out of the bag. And I have to take the initial criticism that comes with it. When someone else comes here next spring, do you think they'll get criticised? No. So it is what it is. Um, but I'm comfortable here, not just because I have an obligation to my fighters, but because I know the people here, I know the setup, 
I know how it works, I know the work they've been doing on other sporting events, and this is just another major notch in the bedpost of major, major sports and entertainment events in Saudi Arabia. Ticket sales, how have they gone, and how many Brits are we expecting to take those tickets? We've got over 4,000 Brits coming. That's a mixture of uh, from the UK and also from Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Bahrain and where there's other expat communities. I reckon they've got, although we're not officially doing the tickets because the deal was to give them the gate, I reckon they've got about 15, 20% of tickets left. They haven't really pushed them out to the Saudis yet, if that makes sense. Like the, yeah, because it's, you know, you can imagine they've got a lot of people to look after here and also internationally, that's just the 4,000 is just the Brits. So there's a lot of um, some Americans coming, Mexicans, Europeans, etc., Australians. You know, there's, there's a big international feel to this event. So it'll be completely rampacked on the night for sure. And uh, women are allowed here working on the event. <laughs> like, they're, working, they're not working on the event, they're going to the fight. I had, I had a text yesterday, someone said, Is it true they confiscate your phones when you go through customs? It's like, No. No, someone told me that. You, you've got to delete all your apps before. I said, mate, what? I've been here six times. Like, uh, And normally, I do get a little bit of preferential treatment where I'm met and taken through. Yesterday, I went through the normal custom system like that. I mean, I'm sure you did the same. So, um, yeah, women at the event. Look, it's not going to be 80,000 Brits with six or seven pints inside them screaming and shouting sweet caroline it's gonna yeah yeah, it's gonna be a great atmosphere but you know you can't i'm not gonna you can't dress it up and say you know there is no alcohol and that's not necessarily a bad thing that's just a culture and a religion that you have to respect while you're here i said to the journos last night let's use this as a positive and let's get off the beers for a week and get in the gym for a week you lot let's have a healthy week um but just just buzzing for the event i mean buzzing for the, the workout today um, everyone's really happy. You know, the fighters are here, Dillian's here, he was in the gym earlier. The, the facilities are out of this world, and um, it's going to be a long week wait, waiting. You know, I just want the fight to be on now and I want it to, I want it to be Saturday. Have you lost weight? Yeah. No, I have lost over a stone, yeah. Frank's put on weight? Yeah, vegan lifestyle. Oh, of course, yeah, I was just speaking to Brian Jennings about that. Yeah. So, how is that going, the vegan lifestyle? So, I've done about five weeks now, a couple of slip ups. I did have roast pork with my Sunday lunch on Sunday, Very small, um, but that's about it. Cut out chocolate, obviously cut out all dairy, cut out all meats. Felt amazing for the first three or four weeks, and then just had a little bit of a blip, and now I feel great again, yeah. I was, I was, I was a slob, mate, to be honest with you. Like I, needed, I still need to lose another stone, but you just you get into a system, don't you, where all you're doing is working and all you're doing is eating on the go and then you're so tired you can't go to the gym and there's no excuse like my dad's always said to me go in the morning oh dad I'm so, so shut up get up an hour earlier and go to the gym yeah but I'm, I'm so tired shut up do it there's no excuse is there like really is Barry coming? yes he's coming uh, Wednesday we've got we're, um, we're close to announcing uh, a lot of other major events here as well for other sports yeah 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 so, uh, you know, and I'm working on the boxing side with other uh, sport, other big fights here. But he's also working on a lot of the other sports that we work in. And uh, there'll be an announcement on that soon. In terms of boxing, when do you think you'll be back in Saudi or the Middle East? Um, I had a really good meeting with him last night. And it's, 
I said to them, look, don't feel like you know, they're absolutely loving life right now. Like they couldn't be more pumped for this event. And they're like, you know, what's next? What's next? I said, look, make sure you get it right. This is a very special event. You know, this is the biggest fight in boxing. I said, so you can't follow that up with, you know, a star against a nobody. You know, they, they only want the big, big events, big, big events. So we're putting a plan together to bring something back here next spring, summer. And I think they should work off two events. I think they should work off one in the spring and one, uh, you know, in November, December time. So for sure, it's not going to stop here. But again, a lot of it, you have to understand, you know, there's a premium to pay for a country like this to bring mega, mega fights to the region. But as it becomes a more recognised boxing location, that premium comes down, right? So, at the moment, I think fighters are like, well, if I'm going to Saudi, well, what's the dough? But after a while, once Saudi becomes reputable as a boxing venue, it, you know, that, that premium starts to drop. It will always be there, but they're not going to be, then. these people aren't idiots. You know, it's not just a case of, oh yeah, where, where, how much do you want? 100 million, yeah, there you go. But that's what it was like for this, wasn't it? No, 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 they saw the value. Yeah, they saw an opportunity to enter the marketplace. And that's what they've done with the biggest fight possible. There's always a cost to entry in every single market. And this is what they've done. They're not looking to just spend money. They're looking to generate money as well from these events. Now, whether that be ticket sales, whether that be TV rights, whether that be sponsorship, whether that be general tourism, whether that be exposure for the region. So it's not, you know, these people are very smart people. And, you know, the proposals have to be right. All people generally want to do is make as much money as possible out there. And they know that with us, we're reputable in a sense that we know what we're doing, we know how the financial should work, and we work with them as partners for that. It's not a cash and grab. As so much is in boxing. You know, so many people are short-sighted in this sport where they just turn up, nick the money, and run. They do a shit job, they've got no ethics, they don't care, they've got no reputation to uphold, they just want to nick the money and run. That is far, so far away from the mindset of our business at Matron. We want long-term partnerships where our reputation and our credibility can be maintained in whatever territory we're working in. We are a global business. We are the biggest boxing promoters in the world by an absolute country mile. And we have to keep on making sure that we maintain that position, but we move into regions and our reputation is upheld because our reputation amongst these people and worldwide with broadcasters, sponsors, venues is second to none. Okay, if Joshua does the business on Saturday night, huge task, could that Pulev fight land in Saudi? Uh, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think that's... I think they will then push for Joshua Wilder. That's the kind of fight they want. And no disrespect to Pulev, but it's not... Do you understand? It's not just, oh, let's bring Joshua back against someone. You know, I think there's more chance of that fight being a homecoming. You know, he hasn't boxed... It'll be close to two years since he would have boxed in the UK by the time that fight comes around. And, of course, there will also be the attraction of Madison Square Garden, you know, to return there, because I think that's a must in his career as well so listen he's got a win Saturday and that's one of the great things I've said in many interviews about this fight is really I'm not even looking at the future you know I'm just thinking just win just win on Saturday you didn't talk about the car to Kogan last night so let's start with Hergovic Molina mm. uh, Hergovic is someone that we expect 
in years to come to dominate the heavyweight division along with the likes of Daniel Dubois. Um, how good is Philip Bergovic? I think he's really good. You know, I think everybody in boxing speaks um, very, very highly of Philip Bergovic. I know, obviously, our partners, Sal and brothers, rate him very, very highly. He's a huge puncher. He was an excellent amateur as well. This is his first real fight. No disrespect to Tom Little. You know, this is the first time he's boxing a kind of fringe world champion, a world heavyweight. Um, and Molina's up for it. He's in great shape. He's trained very hard. He's going to give it everything. But this is going to tell us a lot we need to know about Filip Hergovic. I think he will be a future world heavyweight champion. And uh, I believe that he's the favourite to, to win that fight. What's the crack with Eric Molina and his UCAT suspension, by the way? All, uh, all completely expired. Um, what else have we got? Perfecting Hunter. What a fight that is. And a great chance for Hunter to stamp his authority in the division. Yeah, I mean, look, like Joshua Ruiz, you can um, debate Hunter Perfecting all day long, can't you? You know, what's going to happen? How's that fight going to play out? Two guys with really good speed at heavyweight, two guys with a very high boxing IQ. Um, Hunter's just like a dark horse. You know, he filled in, obviously, beat Bacoli in a massive win on short notice. Then he took a short notice fight against Ustinov, beat him. Then he went and uh, had a, a great win against Kuzmin as well. You know, he's a very, very good fighter, very good fighter. And I think that's going to be such a brilliant heavyweight fight. Who's the favourite? I don't know. You can't really back against Michael Hunter. Do you know the odds for that fight? No, I don't. I don't. But I say it as a pure 50-50 fight. And I think Povetkin, sometimes the reputation changes the odds. You know, if you look at Joshua Rees, for me, that's a 50-50 fight. Joshua's a big favourite with, with, with the bookmakers. And actually, with Povetkin Hunter, I think the man on the street might say, no, oh, Povetkin will win that fight. But I think the boxing people might give Hunter the edge in that fight, you know? Um, it's a really, really interesting matchup. Really interesting matchup. And it could go either way. And it's a big fight for both. The winner's going to be banging for a shot at the World Heavyweight title. As you said, Dillian White's here. You spoke to Coogan about Dillian yesterday, but we saw a story in the papers with his brother, yeah. Dean, holding someone back who wanted to get out the plane. Yeah, I think that story has gathered some great um, exaggeration and momentum. And by the time I've fin finished with it, Dean White actually parachuted out the plane and caught this guy. But I think the truth is there was someone who was uh, behaving unruly on the plane and Dean White grabbed him and had a little word in his, in his shell-like. And... Uh, if you see the size of Dean White, I think very quickly that guy decided it wasn't a very good idea. So right now, Dean White is the hero, and uh, it's a great story. Yeah. Do you know when Chisora and uh, Uzik land in Saudi? Uh, I think probably tomorrow or Thursday. Chisora's coming, Usyk coming, I believe Mike Tyson's coming, Manny Pacquiao's coming, Canelo Alvarez is coming. Loads of people are coming. Everybody wants to be a part of this event. All right, Adian, thank you very much for your time here in Saudi, and uh, yeah, roll on fight week. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.